Live from the Talking Joe studios, it's Talking Joe with Chief and Chris. Hey, 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 it's me, Chiefy Two Shoes, joined by my good buddy, Diagnostic AT, aka Chris McLeod. How are you doing, my man? Yes, I am here. I am not bad. Uh, have had a uh, semi non interesting week. Uh, all I did really. I thought you were just was... going to say you had a semi. I was like, that's really yeah. personal, mate. <laughs> all week. And all I did really was played and completed Gears of War on the Xbox 360, going back in time. Wow. Go back in time. Actually, that means I need to watch back Huey Lewis and the news, of course. Um, yeah, so uh, I thought I'll, I played just before you had come on and, um, you know, taken up the co-host duties. I had played and completed and was telling Ben uh, Halo nice. on Xbox. Nice. And I was going to run through all those Halos. Started on legendary setting, of course. Oh. Um, started Halo 2, found it incredible. It was the only one of the series that I've never done on legendary, but again, I found the stumbling point of my previous tries and I couldn't get past it. I hate so that. I th- so hard. I thought I'll. Uh, I was looking over at the shelf, which I'm looking at now, and I thought, oh, I've got Gears of War 1, 2, and 3 on the 360. I thought, do they hold up? Not sure. So, whacked in number one, and it really does hold up. I actually really, really enjoyed it. Cool. So, I'm going to move on to number two next. <laughs> And then, uh, as numbers go, I will move on to number three. As yeah, um, as, as chronological as, as numberage as happens. Num- yes, yeah, correct. Numerical correct. orders. Um, the the other thing I did was after we spoke briefly, and I watched the original Predator, nineteen eighty-seven. Last night, I decided to watch the Predator. All right, which is last year's remake. Or not remake, sorry. Um, it's because it's a continuation. Yeah. They reference that our predators came here in 1987. Of course, um, believe. And I thought it was really poor. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I felt it. We won't spend too much time on this, but I felt it had a hard time straddling the line between full-on action, really, really hyper-violent gore, and kind of black comedy. And it it just didn't get any of those beats right. No, I, you, I, I don't agree. mind. I don't I mind any of those three, but I think for me, go full bore for yeah. one of them. And it felt at times it didn't know what it wanted to be. It's like hyper violent, and the kids and the kid ends up killing people, and his yeah. dad shooting people in the face right in front of him. And it's like, is that supposed to be funny? Or uh, it's it's not? weird. I'm not sure. It's a real letdown for me because I'm a huge Predator franchise guy, and yeah. Um, and, well, I say that, but Predator's like the only decent Predator. Well, Predator Two was fun, yeah. uh, a bit a bit crazy, but and it's it doesn't it's still nowhere near the original. The the closest they've come, I think, is Predators, which is the um, That's the, the Adrian other, Brody one, is it? Yeah, the uh, Rodriguez version. And I I like that. I think it kind of it did almost did what the Force Awakens did for A New Hope. It kind of took a lot of the beats from the original. Uh, yep. but kind of put it in a different setting in a sense and that's kind of a, what I feel like Predators did and I'm not saying Predators is a brilliant amazing film it's okay but that's what I'm saying Like they haven't been able to 
capture that absolute quality that was the first Predator movie in my So I've seen, I have seen Predators, um, but I cannot remember any of it. So is it it better than The Predator? Oh, God, yeah. The Predator was a real letdown because I really thought something good was going to come out of it. And yeah, it's just utter, utter garbage. And the, the end sequence, did you know that, spoiler alert, at the end of that movie when the main character guy with his beret and he looks really odd with a beret does not have <laughs> yeah. the face shape for a beret no his but, hair and, looked painted on didn't yeah, it yeah and also like that uniform i know it's an actual i think they were copying a, an actual military uniform but it's like two completely different colors top and bottom yeah. it's like what's the point it's weird anyway um sorry that was a weird tangent but anyway he he goes into they've, they've got that kind of item that they've that they've kind of retrieved oh. The Predator and, Killer. Yeah, and it opens up. And it, it, do you know what it was originally supposed to be before they well, had to change looked, their to, minds? To, to me, this is what it looked like to me. As soon as it came, and I don't know what you're going to say, but to me, what it looked like was, as it came out, I was like, oh my God, it's an alien. Yep. And then I think they, I think they, to me, I thought they were trying, it was just a fake out on the audience that they were, it was a bluff. Ah, uh, of course, it's not really an alien. Jokes on you, chumps. But you're going to tell me that they actually did plan to make it an alien. It wasn't going to be an alien. It was going to be Ripley, oh my Sigourney goodness. Weaver. That's who it was going to be originally. And then, uh-uh, we don't get that. We get this weird <laughs> thing yeah. where like this, it was like an automatic predator suit comes out. And oh, it's just so gross. I mean, it's so poorly written and a bit rubbish. But anyway, enough of Predator, yeah. the Predator. What? Let's move yeah. on to... Um, what have you been doing? What I've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to what I've been doing. I've been writing a new screenplay for Predator. No, I have been <laughs> up to my bum hole again in work, but had a nice little, I say nice little break. I took a little drive up to Ohio, a little drive, eight hours to Ohio okay. to uh, see a bunch of friends uh, out there. Aaron from Roma, Aaron and Sarah from Roma Collectibles and uh, Kenny, um, who it was his diaper party. He's having a child and they put on this kind of like male baby shower party kind of thing but it was amazing because we went to aaron's mom's house which is absolutely beautiful and huge and amazing and had this huge awesome party in her basement which is decked out with a bar a pool table like loads of arcade machines uh lights music it's amazing and so there was about i don't know like like 20 odd people there downstairs in this basement thing having a, an amazing time and it was a great great little party Wicked. and and then um we drove back on sunday because kate had to be at work on monday and that's pretty much the weekend yeah but it was really fun great to see the guys again and uh, congratulations kenny on soon to be having a child yeah well done ken Talk, big up yourself um <laughs> You're not firing blanks after all. <laughs> not um, fi- well, Ken so- is not firing blankers, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nice, nice. I like that. Um, <laughs> I don't know where this segment should have gone, if it should have gone before what we just talked about, but, of course, we need to talk about beverage for the show. Oh! Beverage for the show. Beverage for the show. Now I am going to go and drink my beverage for the show. Yes, so I have... Uh, in my hands this week after last week's debacle with the kombucha. Oh my goodness! Um, my goodness! Ha- that was a weird yes, thing to say. Uh, that as well. <laughs> I have a Fanta. Now I've had Fanta before. Yeah. Uh, but what I haven't had is a Fanta Toronja. 
Uh, and now I think that is just because it's a it's I I get most of my new drinks from the international food store at the nice, end of my road. Nice, but it then actually does say grapefruit flavored <gasps> soda. You're not going to believe s- what I have in my hand. And it, and it says 12 fluid ounces. It's an American can, which is 355 mils, because in the UK we have 330 mils. And I'm not going to believe it that you do not have a Fanta grapefruit. No, I have a grapefruit citrus drink, though, which oh, is interesting. wicked. We're very similar this yeah, we I think our beverages have, have started to sink. This, our and beverage cycles are sinking. I'd, I'd just like to say to the <laughs> listeners out there, there is no collusion on this not show. Not at all. Because like, uh, half the time I have, to, I, I have to kind of rush out at the last second. To go, oh, half the forgotten. time I get... I give Chris five minutes notice for everything. So, uh, yeah. So, this is it. And, and they make a point here of saying two things on the can. Caffeine free. Nice. And 100% natural flavours. Interesting. Let's have, a, let's, have a, let's have a look at this. Let's have a go. Yep. Tastes of sparkling and it tastes of grapefruit. Nice. And Classic there's also on the back, which you... Don't generally get on UK-based products. In big bold letters, contains less than one percent juice. <laughs> I thought you were going to say causes cancer. Not, not sure. Like that. Is that a selling point? It contains less than one percent juice. It's not really a selling point, is it? Unless unless you hate juice. Yeah. Why would you put it in big letters at the top? But anyway, um, yeah. So far, I'm, I'm impressed with this can, and it also gives me 25 mils extra of what I'm used to from a can. Yeah. Nice. And you've uh, ex- uh, explain your drink to me. Okay, well, I have gone yet again for another Zevia product because that's all that was in the fridge at the last minute. Uh, I always forget beverage for the show and then go like, oh, yeah, I've got to kind of do that. And yeah. um, it's only a couple of times where I've, I've been out and gone, oh, yeah, perfect. I've remembered. I'll grab one of those. So, but I've got another Zevia. It is a zero calorie soda. And this time, instead of, I think it was strawberry I had last time, I'm having grapefruit citrus, naturally nice. flavored, no sugar, no artificial sweeteners, caffeine free. It's basically just air in a can, I think. Yeah, nice. let me, well, let no, me, uh, maybe not so nice. Let me pop this bad boy do it oh yeah satisfying that was satisfying oh it was when it? it was a long one as well that went on for ages yeah. here we go it's going in do my it. mouth Kitty do said. it do it do it do it yeah yeah it's all right it's a yeah. um it's like uh it's very similar to obviously the other zevia i had where it's it's got a little bit of that kind of that kind of diet coke aftertaste i, I don't know okay. even how to describe that aftertaste it's like almost like a it goes completely like I don't know, like sparkling water almost, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yes. I anyway, I it's saying. nice. It's refreshing and it's yep. bright. Yep, good stuff. Uh, on a on a not so bright note, we gotta go. Inside Chief's mind. Ah! I'll keep it brief this week. Liar. I people, people, people. Again, it's always uh, people. Yeah, it's always people, and especially if you're a person who happens to be my <laughs> wife. Um, so basically, I'm saying my wife, uh, who I who I dearly cherish and love, but she has d- discovered something very recently. Half of which is good, all of which is good, but not all of which is good for me right now. I'll explain very briefly. Right. I don't want to get on to talking about comics. She has made her new religion to be trying to be plastic free. Now, this began with trying to be single use plastic free. So. Mm. Uh, we're trying to cut down mainly foods, not buying any foods that are wrapped in plastic sure. or, you know, uh, domestic cleaning products, cosmetic stuff. And it's wow. a bit more pricey for a start. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, we're kind of, she's 
full bore on it. She's 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 well into it. I'm I'm getting to grips with it. I'm trying, but I like crumpets and they all come in uh, plastic um, and a few other things. Um, but the one the reason why she's on this show right now because she wants to get rid of all plastic. So I came home to make a loaf of bread. Where's my where's my really nice uh, mixing bowl? That's plastic. Oh, that's gone. Charity shop. Okay, oh, fine. No. I'll go and buy a loaf of bread. Where's my where's my chopping block? Oh no, that was plastic. Got rid of it. No. So I have to go and buy a new wooden chopping wooden block. Wooden one. We've got wooden yeah. one. Yeah. Where's my uh, Tupperware to take my lunch to work in? Oh no, I got rid of that. What? Wow. So how do I take my lunch to work? What? Just in a in a brown paper bag? Hell what, yeah. Sp- spaghetti noodles or whatever <laughs> in a brown paper bag. It's not going to work, is it? Uh, uh, so she's replaced those Tupperwares with glass bowls with bamboo lids Ooh. that weigh about a ton each. In my rucksack on well, the way to Well, that's good because so. that just means more weight training, doesn't it? As you, uh, yes, exactly. So she's work. making me stronger, is what you're saying. Yeah, um, it's all good, man. Not mentally, no. Um, so it's <laughs> I'm on board because you know plastics are probably bad, and you know even though they're supposed to be safe, especially in a cooking environment, I'm sure chemicals and stuff do leak out of plastics, oh, yeah. and especially it's it's, it's 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 one of those things where there's for and against for everything you know she's been reading books where it's bad for hormones especially in young girls obviously we've got a young girl in leaking into the food but i'm sure there's research on the other side of the fence that says actually you know it's all fine so yeah whether you believe everything you read or not i don't know but you know we're, we're trying to do our bit but what my problem was is if you want to chuck stuff out just ask me first now she's telling me we can't. We got to get rid of all the saucepans because we can't use Teflon because Teflon is one of the worst things you can possibly have in your house. Wow! Um, so she wants to get stainless steel pots and pans. Well, who's going to be scrubbing those stainless steel pots and pans when the eggs or the beans have stuck to the bottom of it and you can't scrub them off? You, me, Muggins, yeah. Muggins, Muggins here. Yeah, Muggins here because she won't do any washing up. She's dishwasher only. So then the other thing was uh, we can't eat our tins anymore. No tinned food. <laughs> Because apparently that contains BPA on the inside of uh, food cans. Big p- so, association. I tell you who'll be on board this, Auntie Jenny in the in Australia. She'll be all, all on board this uh, sort of stuff. But um, sup, Auntie Jay? Uh, we're trying, and uh, what my beef is, I don't mind if you want to maybe get rid of some stuff, but you can't consult, have beef. consult me first. You can't have beef. It's got beef in it. You can't have beef. It's got beef in it. But, it's got um, plastic yeah. in it. <laughs> there you go. What's uh, what's getting on my wick this week? My missus, when she doesn't consult me before chucking plastics out. <laughs> She'd have had a, an absolute ball chucking stuff of mine away, like all of the toys I've collected <laughs> over the years. Yeah. Blimey. And, uh, no, we're not allowed to buy any new plastic toys for the kid. If we, If anyone, like her birthday's coming up soon, end of the month. If anyone wants to get any gifts for her, not not the listeners, I'm talking about family. Um, uh, it's not. I'm not. Do, I'm not doing a, a present drive for my kid. Um, but if any anyone, she's told all the family members. If you want to buy any presents and it's got plastic, it has to be a secondhand plastic from charity shop. So it's plastic that's already in circulation. You'll come home tomorrow and be like, "Where where are the kids? Oh, I had to throw them out. They had some plastic yeah, on them. Too much plastic in them." Um, uh, but uh, anyway, anyway, uh, what we're really here for is to talk about some GI Joe comics because it's comic time for talk. comic talk. Comic talk. Oh, comic talk. Larry Hammer writes them. Chief and Chris discuss them. Whoa, comic talk. Oh, comic talk. Larry Hammer writes them. Chief and Chris discuss them. Whoa. Comic talk. Larry Hammer writes. Sometimes Herb Trimpy writes them. Okay. Um, 
So this week we are, and I cannot remember at the end of last week if we, if I gave the listeners the correct homework information. Yeah, I don't but think regardless, so. Regardless, uh, regardless, we did 101 to 103 last week. This week we are doing 104 to 107, which is going to be, and again, this is something I sprung on Chris about five minutes ago. I'd originally told him 104 to 106. It's all good, man. In fact, I think I said that on the show last week. I think I did say we're going to do three last week, three this week, six-issue story. And, of course, I read ahead on the train home today and 107. I thought, ah, this is a little bit of an epilogue to the last story. So we're going to, we're going to jam it in there. Fair jam enough. Jam it right on in there. Uh, Jammer, so, incidentally, is the UK version of Stalker, kind yes, of. I, I've got and him. Stalker's I, I've in got this. Him. I'm looking at him right now, actually. Red Beret. Yeah. Uh, on yeah. the Jammer figure. Yeah, I've got, I've got him. Um, right, anyway, so let's just have... Yeah. Let's have a look at these covers. 104, Hero of the People. This is a Lee Weeks cover. Snake Eyes. I'm going to say something really controversial here. Okay, three things to note here. Kind of, there's a stealth bomber flying off in the background. Snake cool. Eyes is uh, parachuted out. Cool. And then you've got some cloud, which is coming through. And in the cloud is Scarlet's face. Yeah, with a wrapping on her head. With a wrapping on her head. I like it. You no, don't. I do too. But do you know what? My, my, my controversial statement is going to be that I think that the splash page just inside is like so much better and would have been like a really cool cover. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. like, page one, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, carry on. It is a good cover, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. It's a banger. The Assassin Unleashed. And then 105 is called Hidden Aces, or the issue is called Hidden Aces. On the cover, you've got who have you got here? You've got Dana, Dana and Blind Roadblock. Blind Block. Or yeah, Road Blind. A couple of chumps in the background there. Misha, Misha and Dragonski, Dragonski. Wild Bill and, and Hot Seat. Yes. On the Raider. There you go. And inside, Darklon's forces pursue the Joes, while Snake Eyes is stalked in Barovia. It's, it's a serviceable cover. I don't, you know, it's... It's all right. It is what it is. Uh, that's Lee Weeks again. Lee Weeks is going to be on in, internal pencils for 107, by the way, which is nice because I like his stuff. Yeah, so do I. Big time. 106, I lift my lamp. This is Major Blood is on the case and he is looking down his scope at Snake Eyes. Bang, bang, you're dead. Nice. Another Lee Weeks cover. And then 107. It'd have been funnier if they'd have had him looking through the site with his uh, blind, with, with his eye patch. Yeah. Or if he was using that city snoop from, <laughs> from issue whatever it was. From issue Chad Bowers. Issue we'll call it from now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, no, yeah, it was before that, wasn't it? Uh, it was in the Snake Eyes trilogy. Yeah. 107, Enter the Night Creepers. And here you've got Stalker and Storm Shadow, fugitives of the US government. Nice little bit of muzzle flash off Stalker's. I kind of gun. feel they've, they've given Stalker his wrong gear. Like, well, they have, haven't they? Yeah, well, at this point in time, he was obviously in his kind of snow gear. If you Tundra. Well, is it snow gear? Tundra. Tundra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, moving on. All right. Um,. <laughs> Larry Harmer writes all these. Mark Bright is on. Let's have a look. Mark Bright's on pencils for 104, 105, 106. And Lee Weeks is on pencils for 107. So this is carrying on from last week where Scarlet Tommy, is awake. Yeah, Tommy's put uh, Snake Eyes in the Arashikagi mindset, giving him the toughest mission. Oh, he went to the jugglers, didn't he? That's right. He went to the jugglers and said, yep. give us the toughest mission ever. George... Uh, George Strawhacker, who happened to be the guy who was going to marry Snake Eye's sister, who was unfortunately she was killed in a car accident. Marvel bullshit. He is a prisoner in a gulag in Barovia, and given the toughest mission, let's send in Snake Eyes to get him out. However, as a as a backdrop to that, the jugglers and whoever they answer to don't want George Strawhacker coming out alive. True that, because he's going to spill the beans. 
spilled a can of beans, hopefully not a tin of beans, because my missus will go ape. Um, and then the other thing that's happening here is in Sierra Gordo, the Joes and October Guard have teamed up. They're now on the run from Darklon and his forces, but they've teamed up with the local Takaros or Tarokas or Tacos Tukaros, or whatever they're called. Them. Yeah, Takaros. And they're trying to escape. And that's that's the main crux of what's going on here and then maybe we'll tackle the epilogue little you know the epilogue 107 as a, as a separate bit but let's let's look first look at let's look at this sierra gordo stuff let's let's you know talk about that so i feel that it this storyline went downhill i really enjoyed it in 103 to 104 and for some reason i'm not sure why but these 104 to 106 it i don't know i don't know what happened but it just didn't grab me as much i think one of the problems i have with it is the fact that it's just a, effectively them when they like come into uh, sierra gordo when they come to yeah. land in sierra gordo they're obviously attacked by darklon's forces and then it just becomes like a big cluster fudge and they end up just being chased the entire time it just becomes yeah, like it's... a really long extended chase scene and it gets a little bit like okay we get it now how about we do something else with this you know yeah, I wonder if not. I'm not saying he ran out of ideas, but maybe the pay, maybe the plotting one or two pages ahead, it just you know ran out of steam. But yeah, th- there's there's a bit they, they introduce a new vehicle here, don't they? The Locust. Yes, yes. And does this come with a pilot, or is it kind of whoever's about normally while built? Oh, we're in we're in 105 now, aren't we? We've, oh, we've sorry, skipped, yeah, I was, we've skipped an issue. Well, one one o four for this storyline, it only really covers the last few pages. Yeah, because the f- the first lot of that is all the Snake Eyes stuff, which will yeah come on. So to I, I was bit, just but... I was just I was just highlighting the fact that the Locust is in one hundred and five as opposed to the previous issue. Oh, but... sorry, yeah, because at the end of one hundred and four, they're they're on the run, and uh, your man Annabel, who's leading the the natives, uh, is, over the ridge. There's a tropical rainforest, and Darkland will never be able to catch us there. And of course, last page reveal. Wait a minute, it's all been cut down. Yeah, wiped out wiped out so they've got nowhere to run no home then like like you say in 105 here comes the locust this is just a mini copter is it or yeah so it was like basically the locust came out in 90 on its own but then was also released kind of part of the general which is such an amazing i mean i'm not i know i'm not talking toys right now but i am talking toys Yep. And it is just an absolute beauty of a place that I loved. It was so ridiculous and massive and stupid. But yeah, it, so the Locust you could get, much like, say, the Crusader and the Defiant. So you get this Defiant launch complex, which obviously includes the Crusader shuttle, but then also you could get the Crusader shuttle separately as a single right. boxed item as well. Okay. Uh, I would say similar, but the Locust is tiny. So um, right. yeah, and I, I thought it was really cool. Well, especially with the General. There's like a little depressed section at the top middle helipad area where the rails, like the landing rails of the helicopter, the locust can like slot into. It's really cool. I loved it. But yeah, so the locust I really like is a little mini, that's kind of yeah. attack helicopter or recon helicopter. Yeah, I've got an advert here in the middle of my issue and it's for NARC. No one had the guts until now. A new game from Acclaim. You are... Oh, yeah. Yeah, remember this? It says the arcade smash, simultaneous two-player action. Now, I played this in the arcade whenever this came out, 1990 or whatever. I never saw it on a home console. This is for the NES. And what do you reckon the guy, the lead character's called? You're not going to guess. You are Max Force. (laughs) Yeah. Your mission, bust Mr. Big and destroy the dreaded criminal empire. Seize all contraband, stolen money, illegal weapons. Use rocket bombs, high-powered machine guns, apprehend all suspects. 
protect the innocent and punish the guilty. Stop at nothing. I think I might be wrong in saying this, but my good friend Word Burglar, who is a rapper who has released yep. an amazing array of albums and recently as well, I'm sure he did a track called Narc where he, he mentions in it that he got the top score in that game okay. and no, wrote it into one of the magazines and they published it. I'm going to have to double check on the if it was Narc or not, but I, I, I'm sure it's Narc. Let me take you on an 8-bit trip into a past life so vivid feels like it was last night five buttons two hands one choice the red or the blue man and let me tell you these guys were bristled so skilled they could jump and fire missiles it was the 90s i was the perfect target for narc a somewhat obscure cartridge in which case i'll i'll send you all the information for a twitter yes. post after this <laughs> Sounds good. i just remember it being really hard i remember about it aren't all of those f- games really hard like seriously yes Any, anything yes. on the nares i used to find like so difficult i got skate or die funnily enough i got skate or die the same christmas i got the general so right. that would have been about 91 i think and yeah. i remember playing skate or die and just being like my god this is the hardest game i've ever played in my life yeah. and then i remember the turtles game on the nares oh my god yep. that was so so difficult yeah. top gun uh, top yeah. gun battle, oh. battle toads was was a killer that was so hard. Oh my god! Yeah. Anyway, what is a train track doing in the middle of the this this jungle? What was a locust doing in the middle of the jungle? Where did that come from? Yeah, where did that come from? Maybe that came from the train. But there is a train which is pretty much running through this jungle. I don't know how that would have happened. And on it is the raider. It's snake stopping season. And we're going hunting with a G.I. Joe Raider. Nobody beats G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe Raider. That's it, the Raider. That's a bad boy. It is gangster, isn't it? Yeah. And it's got like loads of cute features. We introduced a couple of new Joes here. Obviously the driver, which is Hot Seat, am I right? Correct. And a new replacement for Lifeline, who was a replacement for Doc, who needs a replacement, as we'll see coming up in a few issues' time. Uh, Stretcher. Spoilers. Stretcher. Yeah, Stretcher's awesome. He's this never, huge... Never mus- heard of him. Oh, mate. He's this huge muscle-bound medic. Brilliant. Yeah, he's Looks really Looks a bit cool. like Hardball. Yeah, very Hardball-esque. Yeah, totally. But um, it seems seems pretty... Cool. I mean, he doesn't get up to much in these particular issues, but he seems pretty cool. Quite like He him. is very cool. His figure, again... Again, I'm, I'm talking toys constantly throughout this one, and f*** it. But his figure was amazing. It came with almost like this kind of, like, Serpentor air chariot type thing. I know that's really weird to envision, but it was like a clear perspex screen, a, like a... Almost like a... Th- almost like a kind of like a curved triangular base with three little legs and then this joystick on it which he could stand on and i kind of thought like it was just like a you know like a field not stretcher because it's not a stretcher or it should have been longer if they wanted to be a stretcher but apparently it was for for carrying people off battlefields and stuff like that but it's really cool yeah good stuff and you mentioned that the Raiders got a lot of gadgets and stuff. Well, it has a lot of good cool features, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, we, we see, and we see that kind of play out here, don't we? They make a point early on in these issues of the Razorbacks being able to kind of tilt their turrets up with their ball cannons and fire down. And to start with, that's that's that goes as a negative because the Raider kind of comes in underneath their angle of fire, yeah. their trajectory. And we kind of saw that trajectory thing play out when, on that issue where I think it's 80 where they're attacking that island in the Gulf. Yeah. And the, the maggots are lobbing their rounds, uh, trying to get them on top, but they can't. They're overshooting because of yeah. the angle of, of the fire. And here, it's kind of playing again. So someone who 
basically destro get your get your vehicle designers to sort their life out because you're putting these design flaws in them all get your angles sorted out mate get your angles sorted man there's a there's a snooker player uh, called uh, alan mcmanus and his uh, nickname is called angles yeah so I'm, maybe, maybe, I'm get, him, maybe well. get him to design <laughs> maybe <laughs> get him to design yeah no one knows what i'm talking about um <laughs> And then uh, they're going down some trenches, uh, the Raider on one side and the Razorbacks on the other. They they pop up to, to, you know, pop a cap in the Raider and all the other guys. And then what's this thing here? They've got some on stilts. They've got some sort of rocket launcher. Basically, just one of the sections of the Raider extend, like extends and can turn. And then that section, you know, has the missiles on it and can fire. And then it just yeah. pops back down again when it's finished blowing up. And the other reason they get away, Darklon thinks, oh, they're out of ammo. I've got a full complement. But then suddenly a Razorback pops up. And this was the native dudes. They just wanted one shaped satchel charge. Um, and they basically yeah, got we into a Razorback and hijacked it. We didn't really mention that point in the story where they, they go their separate ways. The Takaros kind of say to the Joes, you know, you this isn't your fight we're gonna go yep. back and and you know and do this is for you know it might not be strategically the best thing to do but we have to do what what we have to do and so they go their separate ways they only take a satchel charge from the joes and they use it when one of the demons kind of lags behind with an issue they're trying to fix it the takar the car is going to jump on on the top of this demon and the guy's like don't worry they can't get in unless they've got a satchel charge and then the next thing you see is this um is this razorback sorry takes yep. out the other that takes out darklon and um and his demon yeah. which is pretty and gangster. that's and that's kind of it for that storyline pretty much yeah they kind of just wave to him and you know see you later and it feels like it i think it had a lot of potential when we talked about it last week but this time Especially with the the relationship, I liked all that stuff with Muskrat and um, Dana, and then um, yeah, who's the dude who's cracking onto Lady J? Gorky, Gorky, yeah, and all that kind of stuff, and Flint, and you know, Roadblock getting blinded and having to carry Misha. I thought that was like really, really good stuff. And now what they've done here, like you mentioned, it just is an extended chase scene. The October Guard don't even need to be in this these no, issues. No, they don't it, do anything. Nothing happens with the Roadblock being blinded or anything, and it just they just get away. And it's another one of those ones where. G.I. Joe just kind of gets chased off the patch. Yeah, yeah. There's, and the, that's the, it. There's, the, the, you know, they've they've exchanged fire. They've come out of it alive, and that's about as far as you get really with it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you get you get cracking Mark Bright art, so it looks nice. But story wise, I think you know, I don't know. I just the, the I prefer the snake eyes the, story. The, the potential from yeah, the potential from the first three issues of this storyline just didn't match up, or were, were superior, and the, the what we just read didn't match up to it. But yeah, anyway, uh, let's move on to the to the snake eyes storyline. So this is pretty much balls out action from the get go. He's landed in Barovia, which yeah. is in a state of civil war between the lower Barovians and the upper Barovians. Yeah. Those and, poor middle Barovians. Um, where are they in, the, in all this shake-up? We don't even see They're in them. the middle, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fact. Um, there's riots going on. You know, the, the secret police are trapped in trapped in some room with all their guns. And, and I'll tell you what I noticed about these first few issues is the way that Mark Bright draws snake eyes, he's all about movement. Yes. A lot of these panels he's in, great panels where he's hanging from the, the gutter in, and he falls down, you know, and then where he's leaping over or swinging on poles and leaping through windows and chucking stuff is 
he's never drawing him just literally standing still he's no. always in an action movement pose and he's really good at that i think it's great and the it, like i don't necessarily like it's not it's not so much the story i'm that into but the action is just so beautifully done and then yeah you know, like, he, he's taken them all out, and obviously because he can't talk, Larry relies on the other characters in the yep. in the panels to explain to the reader what's going on, even though you kind of know. But the fact that he's like, oh, no, he's run out of ammunition. He's, you know, we can turn the gun on him now, and then all of a yeah. sudden he's got the, the trench knives. That's what I was trying to remember that last time. They're called f***ing trench knives. Yeah. That was the word I was trying to u- find. Uh. And anyway, he pulls those bad boys off his chest, which you can see are on his chest, but yeah. sometimes they're not on some of the shots and sometimes yeah. they are. Yeah, so yeah. that's a funny little continuity error. But those come out and it's like, you know, they're, they're just getting thrown out the windows, all cut to pieces and everything, and he's just going absolutely nuts. He makes his, his kind of escape. And this guy, was it Metz? Is it yep. Metz? Yep. He's and, like and, a at, scumbag. At first, he does the, he does the full 180-degree turn into from you know at first you think okay he's standing up for yeah the little man and he's leading these guys to overthrow the government whatever or the the other barovians but then gradually over these issues you see him make that turn into full scumbag mode yeah it's like he it's like the absolute power corrupts kind of scenario doesn't it now i have got an unpopular opinion here and i am not a fan of this snake eyes outfit Uh, okay. Tumbleweed. Okay. This this um, the way he's drawn in. Why? Why? Tell me why. Uh, Tell me I, why. He just looks too superhero-y okay. I don't know. Is it the mask? I think it possibly is the mask. Yeah. I just don't like the way that it's hugging his ears. Mate, it's probably the way Mark Bright draws him. As as previously, I think I said I wasn't overly fussed on the way he draws Destro. It's metal face where he draws the ears. Here, it's just. I'm not sure. I just don't. I prefer my favourite is the my favourite depiction of Snake Eyes is probably kind of maybe Jeff Senior's Action Force style. Oh, um, nice! With the, with the vibe, you know, we saw we we. And, uh, if you haven't listened to it or um, or seen it on YouTube, go and check out our Full Force Talking Joe Talking Force Talking Force two part special, which is where we first came together and formed this Mega Powers unit. Um, <laughs> I believe you were. Miss Elizabeth and I was Macho Man. Why no, do we, you were Randy? No, you. I was Macho Man. You were Hulk Hogan. I think. Ah, there we go. That's better. Can't, but I can be Miss Elizabeth. I'm probably more remember. like Miss Elizabeth um, than I am. But we did. Hulk. Yeah, we did a we did a full on big couple of hour two parter on uh, all of the 50 issues of the original um, UK Action Force run, and we we talked. One of our favourite covers was that issue two cover, uh, which has the eel and Snake Eyes and Scarlet on it, and I, I love that depiction of Snake Eyes. And that, for me, that's my favourite outfit of his, and as drawn by... I mean, um, that's like most people's favourite version of Snake Eyes, right. that version okay. 2, isn't it? That kind of with the visor and timber yeah. and all that kind of jazz. Yeah. I, see, I, I, I thought this guy was, was held in quite regard. This version 3, or... Well, it's, it's version 3 for the UK, was it, and version 4 for the US? <sighs> or am I confusing it? Anyway, whatever he's wearing here, whatever the stuff he got from the Payne brothers, yeah, yeah, uh, that outfit. I know that it's kind of almost it's toned down that particular outfit in this way, in the way that Mark Bright draws it. This it almost seems to me, or it feels to me, like it's a like a uh, made up costume by Mark rather than a, you know, like he's he's really loosely basing it off the yeah. Payne brothers kind of get up. Because if you look at the Payne brothers get up, it's like real stark black. It's got 
loads of different details to it which aren't seen on this particular version and he keeps his back his parachute on him most of the time so yeah you've got this kind of extra element attached to him which is kind of interesting i think i, I think he looks really cool but for me my all-time favorite snake eyes is one that we haven't seen yet and that's that okay red and blue and gray version like i think that is a version for but that okay. is one of my favourite versions. Right. But in, we'll, in any we'll, case, we'll, talk to that given we'll, time, yeah. we'll get to that. We also find out, and this I think I, I mentioned this last week or the previous episode, uh, or the one before, sorry, um, what was Scarlet's sister's motive? And initially... Well, comes out. Uh, I, yeah, it turns out that she did want the house. I thought it was to do with something like, you know, the will or whatever, or, or what's going to be bequeathed to her. Uh, and then we kind of thought, oh, maybe she was just, you know didn't want her sister grown up to be you know disabled or in a coma or whatever uh, but as it turns out yeah she did want the house um, and scarlet says you could have had it anyway and then she's and like, then she oh, runs no. out crying yeah yeah silly cow <laughs> jugglers pop up again storm shadow and snake eyes fresh off uh putting storm Sh- uh, snake snake eyes in the ninja trance are Stalker. darted so who did i say i think you said snake eyes and storm yeah, shadow yeah all the same they all begin with s True. Uh, Stalker and Storm Shadow uh, are bushwhacked by these scumbag jugglers and their MP goons, and basically they are just taken out of action because it's General Crowther, isn't it? He doesn't want them intervening uh, yeah. or going to rescue their buddy. I don't know why. Oh, let's put Snake Eyes in a trance. Oh, wait a minute, and then let's go and rescue him. I don't know why that was a possibility. There's a lot of odd threads here that I don't think necessarily tie together very neatly or tight you know I, I just, there's, there's a lot of elements about it that i don't yeah. think are very tight and yeah. one of those things is the fact that storm shadows like reason for doing this is yeah. a little bit weak like I, I, I don't really i didn't see that as an option really and yet it comes up and you're kind of like okay whatever it gets him yeah. on a mission i suppose but the None of it really makes that much sense to me. Like it doesn't. No, it doesn't I, feel like a strong story. This particular one for me. I had very fond memories in this, and when we were getting to it, I was like, "This is going to be absolutely cracking." But I was a little bit disappointed when I came to the conclusion. I was like, "Yeah, it, it wasn't as good. It's still good, but it wasn't as good as I remembered or hoped it would be." Like um, Snake Eyes ends up like rescuing, you know, all said and done ends up kind of under in the sewer uh yeah. with in a standoff major blood is now in 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 effect he's been hired by one of the jugglers to take snake eyes out because yep. they're real they don't want straw hacker rescued they were just obviously pressured by storm shadow to to send him on to do it so they're trying to clean up all of these dangling threads basically they're trying yep. to like kill off storm shadow and stalker they're trying to kill off snake eyes Major Blood, his job was to make sure Straw Hacker didn't obviously get out and give away the information that he was holding about like the Soviets or something along those lines, or give the information he had on the US to the Soviets, something along those lines. And Major Blood goes in to kind of take out Snake Eyes, ends up being captured himself, but in the, the hoi polloi after saving... Now, randomly, we get the White Clown and Magda storyline, which, again, is like... I feel like... I just don't... Sometimes I just... I don't care for characters at all. And they're kind of characters I just couldn't give two-thirds of a about. And it's not... It's really just because I I just don't think they bring anything to to the story. 
Like, yeah, I, who I mean, cares I, about them? Well, I feel like, first of all, the white clown shows up and he's in full-on white clown gear. Does this guy not just have street clothes? I know, that's um, so hard. I mean, I don't know, it just seems a bit hokey to me. But um, I think the the reasoning here was you had Snake Eyes, who's in this trance, and early on where they storm one of the buildings and they, they get the guys out, and Snake Eyes, in a normal scenario, would have intervened and stopped the crowd just killing Metz wants to well set, Metz to, sets up a firing squad an to execution kill, squad yeah, yeah to kill all of the lower Barovians and and, and normally that, Snake Eyes would have intervened yeah, here but he just totally. walks away because obviously he's been put in this ninja trance so you get an inkling of wait a minute something's not right here and White Clown kind of goes down the same path he realises that Magda is in the same gulag as George Strawhacker of course he is of course she is um, balls yeah. Then White Clown starts getting the Snake Eyes one vision kind of thing of here's my path. I'm rescuing Magda at any cost to the to the detriment of you know anyone around me. I'm you know, he starts making that turn and it's his little dwarf buddy. I think what's his name Orlovsky who yeah. is kind of his conscience trying to tell him to do the right thing. And then in the end, both of them, both him, the White Clown and and Snake Eyes, come round to both being air quotes good guys again yeah and so i think that's probably why straw hacker gets killed anyway so straw- by Metz. Yeah. then yeah. Metz is going to be hanged so by the crowd because they turn on Metz, or they're saying like you know you can't this is wrong and but then they're doing the same thing that Metz was doing in the first place so there's this kind of yeah. like it's almost like this repetitive thing just keeps happening and that's why that's why i don't really like it it's like okay i get it if you're bad, you don't want to go do what the bad guys are doing. We understand that. But that's that's done like three or four times in a row. Yeah. You know, like almost in the space of about what would be real time of about ten minutes. So yeah. you're just kind of like, oh, for God's sake, like we get it. And then Snake Eyes has obviously come to at this point. And in the in the kind of side story, Stalker and Storm Shadow are talking about whether Storm Shadow's made, you know, has he, has he messed up here? And Storm Shadow's saying, well... You know, if his morality kicks in, then that will overshadow the the mindset because, you know, if, if it's a strong moral thing has to be done, then his moral ethics will take over and the mindset will be broken. Then why didn't his moral ethics kick in when he heard that kid's dad was going to get shot? Like, why didn't yeah. why didn't it happen then? Like, I don't really understand that, that part of the story. That, to me, felt a little bit like... He'd almost forgotten about that part of the story by the time he got to that other part to say, well, I've got to get him out of this mindset somehow. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and it also was kind of similar. No, George Strawhacker is literally gunned down in the chest by Metz. And, but then no one kind of laments his death or anything. No one really... No one gives a sh- No one dwells on it or anything. And this is a guy who is, you know, Snake Eyes, was, he was going to marry Snake Eyes' sister. And it's kind of similar to that bit where those members of the October Guard get killed and Dana just kind of brushes it off almost and there's no panel time given to mourning or no. you know, the fallen comrades, etc. And the same thing happens here. I mean, and I felt like... I mean, there's some really good bits. I'm looking at some panels here of Snake Eyes in the sewer. There's a panel. Oh, the one in 106. There's some beautiful yeah, shots. Yeah, he's, he's chucking a couple of these trench knives oh, while he's trench, under fire. Oh, that is the best... That is beautiful, isn't it? You know, With there, the there is some pui splonk yeah. vip. Yeah, beautiful. There's some really, really good stuff here. And, you know, when Major Blood, a couple of pages before, he's lining up Snake Eyes. Oh, but then, the splash but, page is brilliant, then isn't the ex- it? then the, the exposition gets a little bit too... I mean, he's been using a lot of it through this story, Larry Harmer, because, like you mentioned, to explain Snake Eyes' actions, but it gets too much. So Major Blood has 
got a pot shot on, and he then starts using it for other characters. And Major Blood's got a pot shot, a back, sh- ah, a back shot presents itself. He's going to shoot him in the back. And a, a guy's popped out the sewer, and it's hit the guy in the back of the head. And it's obvious what's happened. A guy, he had a shot on Snake Eyes, a guy got in the way, blah, blah, blah. But Major Blood then has to explain, blasted bad timing on the part of that full security policeman. I would have blown Snake Eyes away with a, yeah, that shot yeah. if it hadn't popped out of the sewer. It doesn't, that does, that, that, Dialogue oh, it's over-egging the pudding, isn't it? It's over-egging the pudding, yeah. Um, and that that does. I felt that happened pretty much on it, almost every page of this of this story. And yeah, it, it was too much. And I, I hate I hate to be the guy who's you know slagging off uh, a GI Joe comic, but it it I don't know. I think I just wanted more from it, and I didn't get it. There is a nice snap, crackle, and pop reference when Stalker and uh, Snake Eyes break um, and Storm Shadow. I'm doing it myself now. When Stalker and Storm Shadow break out of the Statue of Liberty head and knock out all of the uh, kind of mafia thugs that Crowder yeah. has hired. So let me just clarify that. They've now been taken. They got drugged. They got taken to the Statue of Liberty, and now they're going to be silenced. So now Crowder wants these guys killed. There's some guy, there's a domestic operations agent who has got some just hired goons. Am I right? One of them's got yep. like a, a sledgehammer or a mallet. Yeah, it's like proper like New York mafia kind of douchebags. Right. Yeah. So these are just, and then, yeah, they're going up the stairs. This is going to be like shooting ducks in a barrel. <laughs> uh, but of course... Gross. Storm imagine, Storm, just imagine that for a second. Imagine shooting, shooting ducks, ducks in a barrel. Yeah, that is not... That's that not anyway. a British colloquialism. That's just a general colloquialism, I'm guessing. Uh, we're going to have to change the theme tune for that. Yeah. <laughs> general colloquialism, no. Um, but anyway, they bust in and the guys take them out. But then these these bad guys, so to speak, have got a chopper waiting. And, and, and a big chopper is going to lay the, lay the heat down. And they've got a boat. And there's about 100 guys out here just to take out storm shadow and stalker but they they get capped off like the fools they are and that kind of leads us into issue 107 now this is an epilogue it is i think it is an, an epilogue and it is part of the story because although we get the introduction of these night creepers they're now tasked with take continuing the 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 storyline of trying to cap off storm shadow and stalker but instead of this time it being the jugglers who want them dead it's now cobra commander who wants them dead yep and obviously the introduction of the night creepers is really cool these kind of like high-tech ninjas that are you know kind of freelancers (laughs) but i I just i've always loved the the night creepers ever since they were introduced you know in the toy line and everything they just thought they looked really cool i thought the premise was really awesome I, i love this opening page as always nice splash page but I like the fact that you've got CGs there. You've got some Crimson Guard, yeah. who are one of my favourite designs for Cobra Troops. And they're actually holding up torches manually. Not They're not in any kind of, you know, torch holder bracket on the wall. They're just These guys are just holding up torches in the ruins of the Cobra Consulate building in New York. It's funny how there's loads of, like, levels for all these different kind of uh, Cobra Troopers. And I remember we were talking to, was it Chris last time? Yeah. Uh, about the the vipers that hold the flag behind That's Cobra it. Commander, it's like the, they have to do the most menial <laughs> tasks, don't they? Yeah. Yep. Why Why do the Night Creepers want in to the Cobra organization? They just contract. Want to, in, they want the money. Oh, it's cash monies. Hell yeah, cash monies, baby. That's right. And they also mentioned this man is our enemy as well. But mm. that's, is that a backstory that's ever told? Not sure. I um, think I. I 
don't think it is. Like, I kind of feel like they just... If they're if you're a ninja, you have some beef with, like, Storm yeah. Shadow or something. No, I don't know why. You're right. Like, you're right. And then, yeah, basically, Cobra Commander said, um, this will be your test. So go and kill Storm Shadow for me, and then that will be your entrance exam, so to speak. Amazing. I just, I think, I, yeah, I, I think it's a cute little story. And again, it's, it works nicely as like a one-off almost. I've now got an advert here for another Nintendo game by Capcom. And it's a game I've never heard of. And I'm a massive fan of this franchise. And I'll give yeah. you the, uh, you, I'll see if you can guess the game. I'll give you the blurb. Go, go for it. Few, I don't know if it is part of the franchise or not. I don't okay. know. Few live to finish this game. The whole thing started when you invented this radical formula that turns men into supermen and someone stole it. You'll have to fight some very deadly interplanetary characters to get it back. And that's just for starters in the game. One of the toughest games for Nintendo ever. Play it today. You might even live to tell about it. Maybe. Is that now, the... Is, uh, so that's, I'm, that, I'm that's guessing... no clue. If you guess this, I literally will well, fly I'm, over to America and shake your hand. I know it, but the oh. thing is, like, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is I don't think it's part of the... What you think is the okay. overall Street Fighter kind of I res- thing. I rescind my comment of flying over to America and shaking your hand. Not because <laughs> I want to, but A, because I've got a job, and B, I don't have the money. But Street Fighter on. 2010, The Final Fight. Oh, my God. You, do you know everything about everything? Not everything about everything, but I'm massive. I love old school vintage gaming and okay. that too. So How I'm did just you know uh, that though. Again, no, no collusion on talking Joe. It's, uh, it's all you know, straight, straight ad hoc stuff. I'm, but I'm a go. big. I'm just a big Capcom fan. But I know He's that Capcom, I know yeah. for a fact that that I've seen that adverts like so many times as well. Okay. Like that that one with it's got kind of white background with the. You know the the basic one with like the game, just the game yep. in its box, kind of on it, isn't it? Yeah. And so this is not anything to do with Street Fighter as we know it as a one. Not that I'm game. aware of. I, no. I'm pretty sure. I mean, it, I know it. It might be like you know, like an I- was, idea to do like was... a future version of it, but it's, I've never seen it in any of the kind of uh, Street Fighter franchise stuff. No. If that makes any and sense. And it is Street Fighter. It was Capcom as well, but this looks like a scrolling side scrolling beat 'em up. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, all right. There you go. Anyway, Chris knows everything about everything. Um, here we go. I've got another. Before we crack on the story, the next advert is for Fleer basketball cards. Oh, amazing. Nice to collect them as well. Fleer 1990, uh, and it's got pictures of one, two, three, four, five, six basketball players. It's got. It's got. Do you, Fleer... to, do you want me to guess them? Do you want me to guess them off the top of my head? Uh, you can guess them, or I can give you slight clues. There's two rookie, sensa- two rookie sensation cards. Right. One is a center, right, from 1990. Pat, 90, okay, 90 center. Let's say Pat Ewing. No, it might have been a couple years before. I think he would have been. He would have been early, a late 80s. If, uh, I don't know, like more, Alonso Morning. Uh, no, I can give his nickname. I think Alonso Morning was 92, possibly. Go on and tell me. Um, tell me the he's the admiral. Oh, uh, David Robinson. Correct. And the other um, rookie sensation, I don't think I, uh, I'm aware of him. He's got a Minnesota Timberwolves jersey on. He's a guard. Hmm. And guard Timberwolves. My mate had the jersey. I can't think of his name. Um, I know. The, I know the player you're talking about. Thirty-two. He's covering up his jersey with his hand and his balls. So I can't see. Um, <laughs> his first name is something. It's not a number one. It's a number. Two. It's Winnie not Mashburn, the, is win, it? Win, win, win either <laughs> Pooh. Yeah, Pooh Richardson. Pooh Richardson. No, I was thinking of Jamal Ma- uh, Jamal uh, Mashburn. I was Jamal thinking Mashburn. of. He's a bit later, I think. 
Yeah, he definitely is, yeah. Um, then I've got three here. These are all Hall of Famers. Uh, or if, it must be. It's uh, got to be guy, Jordan. Uh, no, Jordan no, he, yeah, he is in there. He was, he was, the, he was one of the all-star cards. Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't counting him. There's three others. One is a guard, uh, two are forwards. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay, one was part of a big... Uh, one-two punch between this guy's a guard Peyton and, and Kemp uh, no uh, Stockton and Malone yeah there you go John Stockton two the two forwards one played his whole career for one team in the east uh, the other one played for many teams but he's, he's won quite a few championships how many championships has he won uh, he won the rebounding title a few times like Moses Malone or someone like no. that no um, he's a looney too now oh Dennis Rodman Dennis Rodman yeah one of my favourites and the other Is that, forward, was, that, was that him at the Pistons that was him at the Pistons yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but he's not, not he wasn't a rookie then it's just got it's just his basic card sure and this is again this is this is a long segment I know but I'm enjoying it I'm, I'm a big basketball fan me so too. this is great me too if, if, basically if you, if you yes, don't enjoy it tough um, and so I, the other guy, I, I must add I played semi-pro in the UK as well the Kings of Fury yeah for like five years wicked nice well done and then the other guy is he's this guy's a legend and he used to after reportedly after games finished and everyone had gone home he stayed in the gym and shot 500 free throws after every game supposedly Mm, Um, uh, how many championships did he win two maybe had in the east had a big rivalry with a team in the west uh, it's probably the the marquee rivalry. Celtics, yes. So uh, we're talking ninety. Yeah. Again, oh. this is not a rookie card. This is just a, a regular card. It's not, it's not Bird. Yes, it is Bird. Oh, yeah. okay, right, okay. I, I thought, I, honestly, I thought by ninety, I thought Bird and Johnson would have been out of the picture completely. Like, not well, completely. Bird, but I, Bird played in the Dream Team in ninety two, didn't he? So I think yeah. he was still maybe. That yeah, was but he was he was like at the end. It was almost like you know they were just like, like when Jordan was at the Wizards almost. Do you know what I mean? Like I felt. Like it was but anyway. In, yeah, yeah. Carry, what, um, anyone? Any others? Uh, that's it. That's it. I think we were talking about GI Joe comics. Who cares right now? I'm, <laughs> all I want to do is watch vintage basketball. All right, there's a new show. We got there's a new segment coming up. Chris names <laughs> the basketball cards. Don't tempt me because I'll do it. I'll sing playing, a theme tune. Playing with me. the balls. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah. So should I say so a bit more? Uh, Storm Shadow and Stalker have unbelievable. It's unbelievable, Jeff. Storm Shadow and Stalker have escaped from the Statue of Liberty, and they've made their way through the subway. There's some more street toughs. These are not the street toughs we saw. These are a bit. These are a bit harder looking, but they these get are a their bit harder looking. Yeah, they got no. handed to them about no, six times. Don't no they? Bronx gym guys here. No, the, well, these bomb. guys. These guys don't even. They pull a knife, but. Uh, Stalker just gives him a You mess with me I'll just put a mean hurt on you You mess with my man over here He's gonna break your mama's heart You catch my drift And that's it And that sends them packing and That sends them packing And Scarlet actually runs into these hoods a bit later Or they might be different hoods And she lays a smack down on them But um, there's a nice panel here As the guys get off the subway Because they're on their way to Storm Shadow's home Which is the water tower The water cooler And there's a guy who's holding He's like a panhandler kind of guy he's got a pot and it says i'm blind and uh storm shadow drops a few coins in there here you go sport and the guy goes thanks where's the costume party <laughs> I know, that's amazing blind. that's amazing <laughs> also i can i can say that the street toughs that scarlet fights are also the same 
Oh, brilliant. Excellent. Excellent. It's old sleeveless in Seattle and his yeah. two mate <laughs> John, Johnny 50s and <laughs> and generic other man. Yes, yes. Why, why didn't they get figures? Uh, is that uh, your Chris Talks Toys? Are you talking about the Street Toughs? Chris Talks Toys. No. <laughs> no. Not, uh, Night Creepers have gone to Statue of Liberty, but obviously our guys aren't there. Then they decide to assault the water tower by climbing up the side of the building because that's the only way in during this time scarlet has pulled a quick fast one because she's in bed and in the hospital and hawk said you are not leaving you're under supervision and care but she's kidnapped her sister if you will and uh, put her in the broom closet and taken her clothes and snuck out of the hospital because in her mind she now knows that snake eyes is is back but uh, she does not or no, does she know he's back from Barovia? She probably doesn't at this point. No, she she, wants but to, she knows that the other guys are in trouble. She wants to put her on. No, she wants to put her in on Storm Shadow because she found out that Storm Shadow sent Snake Eyes to Barovia. Yeah, and she's like, "What did you do that for? You, I'm coming to get you." And she ends up actually sticking a knife in his back. Yeah, the uh, knife that she gets off the street toughs. Yes, wait, yes. Holy moly! Unfortunately, for those not fans of basketball cards, I've just come across another advert. <laughs> Here we this go. Is, this is. This is for NBA Hoops. Nice. The last one, which is Fleer. Ah, right, here we go then. I've got five cards. <laughs> I've got five cards on this page. Yeah. Two of which were carryovers from the last one, so we won't go over those. Like Michael Jordan and Larry Bird. Of course. Three different cards. All Hall of Famers. Right. One was... Kemp. No, but he was part of a tandem that we talked Peyton. about. Peyton. No. Okay, Stockton, Malone. Yeah, Malone, Carl Malone. Okay. And as an easy, it says, you know they can play, what else do you know? Because on the back of each card, it's got a fun fact. And the fun fact they've given from Malone is an easy one. I, I mean, embarrassing to read it out. I'm going to, what is his nickname? The Mailman. Yes, because he always delivers. Oh, I thought and, it was because he was male. Yeah, he was a, oh, that'd be amazing. The Female Man. <laughs> then you've got another guy here. Who was this guy? Was on? No, oh, this guy. Was he on the dream team? Must have been on the dream team. Um, if they're in, if they've got a card, they probably were on the dream team. Uh, he wore <laughs> shirt number eleven. Ooh, ooh. Um, he led the league in assists for a few seasons. He was very, very close friends with another guy. The last guy, which we haven't come to yet. Uh, but I think then they had a falling out. I'm not sure if they're friends again now. He won a title. He won one title with one of the guys from the pre from the Fleer lot. Jeez, this guy's a this guy's a guard. He he. The t- I'll give you a clue. It's a big clue, but I want to get this segment's running long now. His, <laughs> I can team, always cut it down. The team was known as the Bad Boys. Oh, you're th- oh Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, correct. Do you know what? Like I had, I almost had like a mental block on the Detroit Pistons while okay. we were talking about players. Then sorry, right. carry on. And. Uh, the last guy is he was probably my favourite player I, I started watching the first ever NBA I started watching was 1989 nice I think, I think that was Pistons where they won the title against this team oh okay unless they won in 90 I can't remember but um, it was against this team I thought well, I think um, but this guy then became my favourite player. He had already won a title for his team in the late 80s, or mid-80s. Well, then, actually, this team won quite a few. 
got a few Jesus, why titles. Um, okay. I can't give okay. you his number because you'll get it. I can't give you his nickname because you'll get it. Um, what about his team? Can't give you his team, you'll get it. Um, okay, I'll just I'll just name every player I know then. Barkley, Miller, played in the West. Oh, okay. Is it? It's not Lakers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, they've got him listed as he played all positions, and he actually magic. He actually, yes. Yeah. They've got him listed as a guard here, and I guess he was a six foot nine guard. Oh, for some reason, I was, I was avoiding like I was I was avoiding all the major players for some reason. Yeah. I'm like, it's yeah. got to be like it's got to be like some random. One, of, no, okay, that's one of the most famous, if not the most famous player of all time. Had it not been for Michael Jordan, yeah. he would probably have been the most famous basketball player of all but time. He came, I remember he came in. Not this was a couple of years after I started watching, but he came in when Kareem was injured. Yeah, and he came in and actually played centre for a yeah. game seven, I think, when they won the title against. I can't think when that when that was. Or who I they remember playing centre. Yeah, yeah he, he's played all positions: guard, forward, centre. Um, I love revolu- watching his. He revolutionised uh, that guard position. Six foot nine guard, ridiculous. I loved watching his uh, kind of highlight reel. My God, that oh, no pass. look passes. That behind one the pass back. where he he kind of like he he kind of he's in his right hand. And yep. he kind of shifts it in front of him, one-handed, as if he's yep. going to play it to the left, yep. and to his left, and then like literally pulls it back the other way and passes it, dishes it off to the right. But it was the way he's holding the ball, it's just so And ridiculous. he's looking to the left, it probably yeah. even goes to James Worthy, is that the one? Yeah, 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 with the dunk, yeah. It's, it was it. amazing, absolutely Love amazing. It. Okay, well, there's still a few more pages in this comic, so you never know what we might find. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to back to comics. If you're not, there really aren't cards. there really aren't many pages left. No, because uh, you just you've already mentioned the fact she stabbed him in the back. Wait till we get to the NFL ones. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so the Night Creepers have now assaulted Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes. Nice big fight scene. Nice panel there where Storm Shadow, Storm Shadow and Scarlet. Yeah. <laughs> Storm Shadow's <laughs> chucking a couple of throwing stars. Is that what I said? Yeah. I you said, I you said. said Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes. Oh, did I? Yeah. They're all interchangeable. Um, yeah, I mean, so, I mean Scarlet, now we've thrown another S into the mix, yeah, for God's sake. It, but they've managed to escape into the subway just as Scarlet is leaving the subway with, with her knife in the street tufts. And as a load of arrows come their way, Storm Shadow grabs Scarlet to save her. They go onto the train tracks. The Night Creepers think they're dead, but they've managed to fall like in between a couple of cars. And this is where you find out that she tells him, or he tells her that Snake Eyes is still alive and I'll put him in the Arashikage mindset. Everything's going to be fine. And then suddenly he slumps over because he's got a knife in his back. And to be continued. To be continued. Now, there are elements of this that, that roll over into 108, um, but it does kind of just cap off that whole Snake Eyes, Scarlet Storm Shadow stuff. Um, but next episode... We'll be doing 108 to 111, and then the following will be 112 to 115. We'll be covering eight-issue story arc in two parts, and that is the big the big showdown in the desert, uh, which obviously we'll come to next time. But um, as it stands here, we've now taken the three issues from last week and the four here. Let's rank this as a, as a kind of seven-issue arc. I know, like I said, elements do roll over, but I think we've got enough here to be able to rank this because it is just mainly the October Guard and the Snake Eye stuff. I'm going to go with six overall. Whoa, wowzers! Some of the Snake Eye stuff brings it up, but then some of the other elements bring it down. There's just a lot in there that I I just wasn't that fussed about. Like, yep. There's a lot of stuff, even in the Snake Eye story, that I just... 
I have no real major love for. But yeah, so I, I'm going to have to be... I'm going to be brutal on this oh, one. Fair, even though it's, it's probably not even the worst one I've read so far. And that, you know, that... But the problem, because it covers a lot of issues, yep. it, it tends to, like, pull me one way and then pull me another quite often. And by the, by the time I've finished with it, I was like, eh, okay. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just... I know the Night exactly Creepers are cool to yep. see, but yeah. I think, I think I'm going to give it a low seven. And it's a, it's a shame, because those first three issues we did last week, you know... I was digging the scene there. It was really good. Uh, and then this just petered out. And if I'm yeah. I always like the going out the door test kind of thing, or if, if I've got a choice between, you know, the Snake Eyes trilogy plus that prologue bit or the 97 to 100 or this seven issue arc, what am I going to choose? And I'm probably never going to choose this to read over those ones. Yeah, sure. And the seven issues... I know we decided, or I decided for us, that we're going to rank it as seven. But even splitting it up, I'm probably not going to revisit it as often as I'm going to revisit other stuff. So low seven for me. Um, I agree. Yeah, agreed. As always, after talking comics, someone needs to talk about toys. And it sure as heck ain't me. It's time for Chris Talks Toys. (laughs) Chris talks about toys. Ho, ho. Chris talks about G.I. Joe. He talks about all the things from the comic book and the animated show. Chris talks about toys. Chris talks about toys. Chris talks about toys. Chris talks about toys. Yes, it is. And this time... Uh, I was kind of umming and ahhing because obviously when I decided to kind of pick who I wanted to do the toy focus on uh, way before you said let's add 107 to the mix and one had had I known we were doing 107 I probably would have looked at the Night Creeper because I just think it's an amazing figure and you know again um, comes under that kind of same era uh, that I've been talking about because we're stuck in that year where I was in the States buying toys as a kid yep. so unfortunately we just get that story over and over again for for this yep. <laughs> element of issues um quick sorry to interrupt quick up quick update the uh, grapefruit fanta is still going strong i've finished mine so okay. yeah right. okay cool right. oh, carrot continue good updates yeah so how, well how much have you got left a couple of swigs maybe okay so but having uh, said that it's starting to get a little bit sugary you know that kind of yeah. after tasty you know i'll probably wash it down with a kombucha <laughs> no chance balance no it chance. out uh okay so i have gone for this time tundra ranger stalker version two obviously of, of stalker and yep. in so in the united states he was released in 89 and obviously i was there in 89 and i was picking figures off the you know off the shelves and this one stood out to me for three reasons one i knew of stalker but i didn't have the original stalker so this was my first stalker stop saying stalker and (laughs) and so there was that was that was quite important two the design on this guy is so unique and so cool and so interesting that i was like immediately drawn to it three the card art beautiful card art in his kayak you know again like really striking uh and considering he also comes with a kayak (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep. it didn't give you much space to fit the artwork onto that card so what they had to do is obviously it was slightly different than a lot of the other figures there was a lot more going on with this particular figure in terms of accessories so they made the big the bubble really big the i suppose yeah, the kayak goes all the way to the right hand side which is usually a space given to the figure the figure shifted almost to the middle of the card and the rest of his accessories are 
further over to the left hand side of the card so you've only got this little segment in which to kind of squeeze the card art in so the ingenious people that they were they they decided to paint him in his kayak to make it so that the angle could be could work and you could actually see him kind of like an action pose and it's really just awesome so both the uk and the us cards are very similar in their layout of the bubble and also the card art is very similar uh, it looks like on the UK version, which came out in 91, or European version, obviously there's a, the, the cards are taller, so you get a bit more space to kind of manoeuvre in, but they actually cut out a little bit more of the art. So there's a little kind of side element that goes onto the canoe that kind of almost um, balances it, and that is kind of almost cut off on the UK card, which is quite interesting. Anyway, I'm getting a bit boring here. But effectively, they're very similar cards. Uh, in terms of file cards, they're pretty much identical. The Again, like the UK had already switched over to full G.I. Joe releases. They weren't G.I. Joe Real American Hero. If you look at the two logos, the UK slash European version has got this really polished G.I. Joe, slightly thinner kind of logo. Really nice, sexy kind of, you know, high-end design. And the G.I. Joe Real American Hero one is still that kind of very organic original logo that's got if you look at it really closely you can kind of see not imperfections but it's not as clean and precise as this version so there's those two differences obviously and there's this kind of really nice blue phase phased color at the top left hand corner of the of the uk and the european cards uh, which i really liked in any case stalker is an amazing figure so he's got this beanie on his head instead of his beret kind of like a light green with this brown camo splotches on it he's got this white winter jacket with yellow and red kind of accents on the front kind of pocket areas and pouch areas Um, underneath that white jacket he's got this again kind of carrying on that green and brown camouflage kind of shirt underneath Uh, and then he's got these big green kind of gloves like padded gloves because you obviously need that in the tundra and then his pants are really cool as well, or his trousers are really cool, I should say. The kind of green continues, and the the camouflage goes like slowly, kind of transforms down the trousers to go to kind of merge into the brown, big brown boots he's got, uh, which is quite a cool kind of look as well. And then he's got like molded details on, uh, like a knife on his boot, and um, I think like another pouch on his on his on his side. I think it's a pouch. Yeah, it's like a it's a pouch with lots of different details on it. But again, really really cool. Tons of texture and design in this figure. Just an absolute tour de force of design. I absolutely loved him. And obviously the accessories he comes with are mental. As I said, the kayak, the the kind of side, the kind of there's like a piece that locks onto the backpack peg. Yes, there's a backpack peg on this kayak, so he can wear the bloody thing. The kind of piece slots onto the onto the peg underneath, sticks out the side, and you stick another backpack pegged element on the other side, and it acts as a balancing mechanism if he's in water, which I thought was really cool. And again, like full of details, he's got like a an amazing like brown machine gun that slots into the front of the kayak and the kayak's got loads of details on it as well as like these two oxygen tanks that are kind of molded in there and some other beautiful details too it's really cool really like high-end detail on this he's got obviously got his oars so he can actually row the bloody thing he's got a really interesting silver knife kind of like machete type knife with a really cool like flared detail at the top of the blade um, he's got this really cool machine gun 
which I think is kind of almost like I'm not sure if it if was a real one. I know it's I think it's based on a few different designs, but it's really cool. It's got like a night sight, long barrel rifle type style and almost like the magazine goes in at an angle and but it's a squ- it's a rectangular magazine, so it's really cool, all in white as well. Really nice kind of detail on that. And then on top of that, he's got this really neat mask which is like goes obviously goes over the top of his his hat and face and there's details on it but it's all white so there's no kind of like you can't see any i don't know there's no they should put i think they should have done something over the eyes just so you know that you can see through it (laughs) and and but yeah it's really really cool and overall an absolute beauty of a figure now i'm going to read through his file card quickly Uh, codename stalker tundra ranger File name Lonzo R. Wilkinson, serial number 7240543WL39, primary military specialty infantry, secondary military specialty medic interpreter, birthplace Detroit, Michigan, grade E7, one of the original members of the G.I. Joe team, Stalker served in the same LRRP, Long Range Reconnaissance Patrol, unit with Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow in Southeast Asia. He is a graduate of the Army Language School in Monterey, the Intelligence School at Fort Hollabird, and the Ranger School at Fort Benning. Stalker is also a qualified jump instructor and a qualified expert in all NATO and Warsaw Pact small arms. He's kind of like the best all-rounder, isn't he? Like, as a G.I. Joe member... He's one of the one of the all rounder kind of guys, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, medic, interpreter, infantry, squad leader, jump training. He does everything and doesn't get as much props as say Snake Eyes and so on and so forth. But anyway, the quote is: "Pick a place where nobody in his right mind wants to fight, and you can bet your bottom dollar you're going to have to slog in there and blast into a firefight someday." The tundras of the world are flat, desolate and cold in the nastiest, wettest way. If you want a foxhole, you have to scratch it out of permafrost inch by inch. Having to fight in the tundra zaps the strength out of the average soldier and dulls his spirit. All it does to Stalker is make him meaner than he is already. That is Stalker version 2, G.I. Joe, 1991 in the UK, 1989 in the United States. Excellent. Good stuff, as always. Love that dude. There'll be more Talking Toys next week, as always, I hope. Yeah, I know you said you were going to do Tempted by the Night Creepers after I sprung it onto you five minutes uh, before we started recording. uh, (laughs) There'll be plenty of opportunities uh, to bring those boys back at some point. Totally. Um, I need to to talk about them. They're amazing. I need to hear it. So, uh, good stuff, good stuff. It is about time, though, for some... British colloquialisms, aka over egging the pudding. We got a pudding, we're gonna egg it. We got a pudding, we're gonna over egg it. We got a pudding, we got no criticisms. That means it's time for some British colloquialisms. Over smegging the pudding. Yeah, what you got for us this week, my friend? Well, this week's a funny one because obviously I've been over in Ohio for the weekend and I got to chatting with uh, a couple of friends over there and it, I brought up a story that happened way, way before, but I thought, Do you know what? This counts as happening in the week. So I was explaining to one of my American um, friends about the term in the UK known as to bum a fag or bumming a fag, which effectively means to borrow or take a cigarette from somebody. Yes. Not what the United States of America uh, version of that means at all. And the story was I was... So I went to, uh, I worked on a summer camp in New Jersey through like 2002 to about 2006. So every summer um, I would go out 
to New Jersey doing Camp America and I would work at this summer camp called Camp Loema which was amazing I loved every second of it it's actually shut down like the last year I think or yeah uh, uh, recently and it was really sad anyway shout out to my Camp Loema uh, alumni so I was out there doing like basketball coaching and general counseling and then eventually maintenance because it was just it just paid more money (laughs) believe it or not and while so while I'm out there uh, the second or third year I ended up kind of half recruiting other friends of of my town where I was living in the UK so the four of us it was my friend Ash uh, my friend Al and my friend Dan Dan and I went the first year Ash and Al came the second year or the third year and we ended up going as a big group and it was tons of fun and my mate Al who is a hilarious dude like really you know long long term friend love him to death he <laughs> we were in a restaurant the first i think like the first or the second day we were there um we were waiting at a hotel to be picked up to go to the camp and al we we just finished eating and al wanted a cigarette so we went outside and there was a guy outside who he asked he actually asked him can i bum a fag off you because he was still in uk mode he didn't really think about what he was saying yes and the guy th- fortunately the guy he was speaking to he said you're lucky i know what you mean because i've got english friends and we've joked about this in the past hilarity ensued exactly he said but don't be using that term around here because it won't <laughs> you know it won't it won't land properly and he was like yep good idea so from then on ever since uh bumming a fag has meant so many different things but i i just think it's a hilarious hilarious quote yes yes use it in the right context exactly yes yes and only only in the cigarette context i'm saying <laughs> So yes, my one is I was watching something on the TV the other day and I can't even remember who it was, but there were some guys of right loony tune. It might have even been Boris, I think, um, new prime minister. Um, <laughs> Boris Yeltsin. Yeah, I mean. Boris Yeltsin. Yeah, might as well be uh, Boris Johnson, <laughs> um, prime minister. And I said to the missus, "This guy's a couple of sausage rolls short of a picnic." Amazing. Um, now there's obviously different variations on that. My, my friend of mine used to say a cut of bock verse short of a picnic um or um <laughs> a, a few cans short of a six pack or things like yeah. that basically it just means not all there a bit a bit of a loony a bit mad a bit ditzy so but the one i used was a cut of sausage roll short of a picnic <laughs> brilliant excellent that'll be more sausage roll now yeah right uh greg's doing a very nice vegan one yeah i've heard i'm gonna be yeah. trying that bad boy out yeah it's good i might get one tomorrow There'll be more colloquialisms next week uh, to hopefully confuse our non-UK friends. There is something that I need to do right now, though, and that is... Chief Bass Chris, a question. Chief Bass Chris, a question. What'll he say? What'll he do? When Chief Bass Chris, a question. Hit me. So this question this week is, will it be food-related? Will it be animal-related? Will it be pop culture? do 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 ding 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 pop culture um, oh. What is... The best <laughs> sound wave cassette. Oh, that's brilliant! That's brilliant. I mean, I was always a fan of Rumble, d- yes. but that, that's not my—that's not my answer. Okay, because oh. I just loved the fact his arms turned into those like pistons and then bang yep. and, and then Frenzy does it anyway, anyway. So it's, like, it's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I'm a, I'm I'm always going to be a massive Ravage fan um, okay. because it's just so sexy and and cool, and I think he's just awesome. But Laserbeak's brilliant as well. Oh my yep. god, this is difficult. Um, I'm going to go with quick question. Ravage. I am a I am a Transformers fan, 
Um, I've got all the IDW stuff, but I'm still a little bit naive and a bit unclear. Okay. Uh, is Buzzsaw just a different naming convention for Laserbeak? Or is that a separate Separate entity? character. Separate yeah, character. Separate character. Yep. Okay. And he was also a cassette or not? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's from the original G1, Buzzsaw. So he's a, he's a completely different character, different okay, deco. Completely different, uh, but he's a different, just a different deco of uh, Laserbeak. Oh, so same, same Rumble Frenzy, same, same yeah, yeah. design, but different deco. Okay, different deco. Yeah. All right. Okay. I do actually. I think my favourite cassette though is comes with Blaster Ramhorn. Uh, okay. Yeah. The the right. one that's like the. Um, it's like a bull. Yeah. It? Well, it's like a little rhino. I think. Uh, okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's all we got time for on Talking Joe episode thirty eight this week. Uh, ding, 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 next ding, ding. week for episode 39 uh, where if you want to do your homework we'll be covering issues something or other, I don't know 108, 109, 110 and 111 which will be the first part of the the war in uh, Trucia of Ismail exciting times coming up people will not make it out alive spoiler but you can find us in all the normal places it's Talking Joe Comics on Instagram it's Talking Joe Comics at gmail.com it's Talking underscore Joe on Twitter and it's Talking Joe, a G.I. Joe podcast on Facebook. Uh, if you want to do us a favour, you know, on, on iTunes and leave us a, a rating and a review, give us five stars, etc. You know, do it. Why not? Uh, bump us up the charts. Funky iTunes algorithm that no one knows how it works. Um, you know, it will help us out in the long run. But you don't have to. We just like you listening. Yeah. And where can the good people find you, uh, Mr. Diagnostic 80, if they would like to do such a thing? Diagnostic 80 on Twitter and Instagram and of course the Full Force podcast on literally everything Facebook, Twitter and then Podbean, iTunes and Stitcher on YouTube uh, but also Patreon as well if you want to give us loads of money to tell us how amazing I am yes. <laughs> Oh, something I was going to mention but we're running extra long uh, and I'm not going to now so I'll do it for the next week uh, So with that said and done we'll see you down the road Bye yeah.